What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Come At Me, Bro. This is episode 14, and we are into the new year. January 13th, we are recording this. I am one of your hosts, Joey, joined alongside Drew. It's been a terrible football weekend. And joined by the father of the newest member of the OTN community, it's Tyler. It's been a long time, and I have a baby in my hands, believe it or not. We'll see how long this lasts with this podcast with the baby in my hands. Um, <laughs> but this bundle of joy came uh, not too long ago, so that was kind of the delay. I know all our listeners were wondering why we hadn't recorded in two weeks, but part of it was uh, you know, Christmas, holiday break, and the other part of it was this little bambino. Uh, just coming across into the world. So he is all healthy. He is all nine pounds, seven ounces. Shout out to my wife who listens to the podcast daily, um, religiously, <laughs> not at all. Uh, but she, anyone who knows anything about childbirth, is extremely painful and she had no drugs and delivered a nine pounds, seven ounce baby. So props to her. Shout out. Uh, yeah, that's impressive. So uh, not, not as much water weight as we thought. It was more baby weight. <laughs> well, he was, what, 10 days late? Uh yeah, he was about a week and a half. So yes, that's that's about how late I was, and I was nine thirteen. So dang, makes sense. that's a big baby. So I was a big baby. Um, so yeah, a lot of father mo- moments, no sleep. Um, and compare father moment right now. Uh, not right now, but uh, day three of this little bambino. Uh, it's about two o'clock in the morning, and of course I'm on diaper duty. So I don't think I don't think my wife's changed any diapers at all. So I'm not Paper. complaining, but. <laughs> Uh, just saying, I'm on a roll right now. So, um, uh, day three, it's two o'clock in the morning and all hex breaks loose. When I begin to change his diaper, I'm about to take the diaper that already has poop in it and he immediately starts pooping again. And Mm. I had to put another diaper under there and I'm like, no way. So then I go to, you know, replace that one. And as soon as I remove that one, he begins to poop again. And I was like, no way. And this is similar to Alabama's season, which was great up until their loss against Clemson, which I'm very happy they finally lost. So um, it that reflected, when I was changing the diaper, I reflected on the fact that Alabama could not get anything going, and they just did an awful job of... Every, everything they tried just didn't work, and that's, what I, that's the situation I was in when changing uh, the Leo's diaper. So... Um, did you guys watch the game? I I was hit and miss because that day was the birth of uh, my child, um, which is what to say. So priorities. But I did see chances of the game, but it seemed like Clemson just ran away with it. Um, Alabama had no answers. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the game was as crappy as that transition was. Alabama looked great in their semifinal. Clemson looked great in their semifinal. But yeah, when it came down to it, and this is something we talked about, we said that Clemson couldn't come out with the firepower, but Alabama, I'm really disappointed by the Alabama defense if I have to pin something down. The fact, Clemson's offense is great, nothing against them, but 44 points against the nation's best defense, that's just disappointing. And honestly, it could have been a whole lot more, but they kind of slowed down there at the end. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, but they couldn't get anything on fourth down. They, I don't know how many times they went on. Every time I looked at the TV, and I had a very small TV in the hospital, but every time I looked at the TV, it was like they're going for it on fourth down, and they just couldn't convert. And so it just made it to be a, a no, just a, just a below average game uh, after this after the third quarter. It was like I was like watching Alabama and Oklahoma again. So do you think Clemson's defense was that good, or is this the fact that it's kind of what Drew was saying, where Tua is just very overrated? I don't think two is overrated. I think Clemson just 
Clemson just somehow dominated, and Alabama's defense just fell apart. Yeah, I think you're putting words in my mouth. I never said he was overrated. I thought I we were saying he that he wasn't very good. Like he's no, I okay. He tries too hard. Okay, okay. I don't mean to put things in your mouth, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Oh my gosh. But yeah, overall, not a very exciting game. 44-16 in favor of Clemson. Do you expect these to be our next two teams in next year's, just off the hat right now? Probably. Um, I mean, Alabama's losing talent, but they always lose talent, and they always end up back there. Uh, that was part of their problem was all their defense was young, and Clemson's offense was full of veterans. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see who would really challenge them for one and two next year. Alabama's always going to be in the running. They're always going to make it to the playoff. Um, I don't see them losing anything. Uh, as long as they have Saban, then they can do anything. Same thing with Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Uh, they're, they're not going to go anywhere. Um, but speaking of playoffs and just good teams, do you, I, I kind of want to – we never really talked about it. Um, do we want to expand college football playoffs? I certainly do not. I think it's a terrible idea. I, I don't think they need to be playing more games than they already do. I mean, they want to reduce concussions, and yet they want to make a larger playoff. You you have to if, – if you're going to do that, you'd have to reduce the amount of um, amount of games they play. They, they wouldn't be able to play – they'd only have to play 10. That's pretty much only your divisional opponents. So yeah, I, I don't – I don't think you need I – don't, I don't think you need to change anything. I think the four playoff works. Yeah, there's always going to be a situation where you think, oh, it should have been more to accommodate this team or that team or those teams. But even if you expand it to six or eight, you're still going to have those same arguments uh, and you'd have a better chance of it getting even grayer. Uh, you know, here, obviously, it looked like Alabama and Clemson were just so much better than Notre Dame and Oklahoma. But I don't think it would have mattered who else got to play in that. I think it would have been the same result. And we would have had the same championship matchup. Yeah, I mean, I personally like the idea of six teams. I like the idea of two teams getting a bye, but then like Drew said, it also brings up more gray area. There's going to be gray area with who's going to be that fifth and sixth team, but there's also going to be gray area of who gets the top two seeds as the bye. So no matter which way you go, there's always going to be that gray area. I personally just like six teams because of the bye, so people are fighting for something going in, so a four is not equal with a one at the first round. At the same point, I think I'm fine with it saying with four as well. I think we're going to see both these two teams in the playoff for probably four or five more years to come at least. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they need to add. I think four is good. As I said before, if you add another, it's going to add more gray area, as it seems like we're all talking about here. Um, but the, the key thing is, I mean, you look at UCF. People are like, oh, UCF didn't get again. Rightly, they got beat by LSU. Which I'm so happy about. Mm -hmm. I was super ecstatic about that, and to see their faces will be almost as good as seeing the Patriots lose against Kansas City uh, next Sunday. So, speaking of Sunday, did anyone have any? Anyone think that one and two teams were not going to make it? Anyone have a different, different, I uh, different option? I'm running on like three hours of sleep too for like the last six weeks or two weeks. <laughs> yeah. So. If it doesn't sound like English, I don't speak English to begin with, but having no sleep or like eight hours of sleep is like, it's, it's working on the brain. Well, you're welcome to hit me up, man. I always have projects that I'm working on in the middle of the morning. Okay. <coughs> okay. <laughs> uh, are we talking about NFL now? Is that the transition now, now we made? Now we're transitioning to NFL, yes. Oh my, Thank once you for again, crappy, crappy transitions to the NFL. 
You're um, good. Um, every single team I picked won this week. The one that I was the, so two that I were nervous about were today. I was nervous with the Chargers Patriots. I picked the Patriots. I thought the Chargers had a chance of upsetting. The Saints I had picked, but I was nervous about the Eagles going into that matchup. So who do you have for the final four? I mean, so who do you have for the top two? Who's coming out on top? So I still have my same top two from August. I have the Saints and the Chiefs. If I could tell, if I if I asked, hey, you have a chance to change it, would you change it? Uh, yeah, I probably would. All right, so who would you change it to? I think the Patriots are really hot right now. I think they beat the hottest team on that side of the bracket in the Chargers. <laughs> San Diego is a very strong team, and they play well defensively. They play well offensively, especially with Melvin Gordon returning. The fact the Patriots are able to put up 41 points and hold them to 28, I think, is very impressive. At the same point, it's, I like the energy Mahomes brings, and that's why I kind of have some faith relying on the Chiefs and keeping my pick from August alive. But yeah, if I was going to make one change, it would probably be the Patriots. The Saints also scare me right now, but I like the idea of just sticking with my August picks. The Chiefs and the Saints are playing well enough that I can have enough faith that I think they can win out in a coin toss. It's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tougher for the Chiefs, but at the same point, I'm holding faith in these two. Drew? Uh, I'm... I'm gonna get start going into the hope side of things. I hope it's the uh, the the Chiefs and the Saints. Because um, you want me to I'm win okay money? with it. Sure, <laughs> as long as you share. No, um, I don't care if it's the Rams. To be honest, uh, I'm I'm back to my old uh, go-to of anybody but New England. <laughs> so I, I really do think the Chiefs have a good chance to beat New England. Um, Andy Reid is a very 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 experienced coach, um, and you saw in the game today with the Chargers that, you know, Anthony Lynn is a good coach, but he clearly doesn't have that deep experience and he didn't make enough adjustments uh, to what the Patriots were doing. Cause they weren't doing anything that complicated. They were dumping it off to the running back and on defense, they were blitzing a lot, uh, but he never, never changed the offensive scheme at all to, to deal with those blitzes to, you know, to quick screen passes and things like that. Um, Andy Reid's got the weapons and the knowledge to adjust to whatever the Patriots throw at him. So I've got I've got a lot of confidence in that one. Uh, the Saints and the Rams could be very interesting. I give the Saints the edge on offense, but I give the Rams the edge on defense. So it's really going to come down to the Rams' offense and the Saints' defense, and which one of those two has the better day. And I think that's going to be the more entertaining game to watch. Oh, you think you? Oh, I just scared the crap out of. <laughs> um, <laughs> You really think it's going to be more entertaining between the Saints and the Rams than the shootout between the Patriots and the Kansas City? Yeah, I think... I, I feel like the chess game is going to be more interesting with that Rams-Saints game because it's going to be little moves that make the difference. I think with the Patriots and the Chiefs, it's going to be wholesale scheme changes and it's just going to be blown open all the time. Um, it won't be grind, 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 and then something breakthrough. And I, I like those grindy then explosive games instead of just wide open from the beginning blown open like my son's craps that they do at three o'clock in the morning oh um, gosh. Right. So you're talking about uh <laughs> exactly it, it is i i i really think um when you say blow like wouldn't don't you want kind of a shootout game like when you say blow like when you say a blowout or a shootout i don't know did you say shootout or blowout uh i said I think I've said blown open. Blown open. Okay. <laughs> so, 
When something has been blown open, does that mean there's more offense? Uh, I think it's it's kind of it's grindy at the beginning, like. But yeah, if something's blown open, that means that that people are just moving the ball quickly in either direction. Uh, but I want some defense, and I think we're more likely to see defense in the Saints Rams game. I like scoring, but I like defense in you know mixed in there. Like I really enjoyed the Saints Eagles game today. There was offense, especially in the second half. New Orleans just did what they wanted to. But uh, there was also some really great defensive plays that really changed the outcome of the game. So uh, that, I want something more like that. I don't want who blinks first, as entertaining as that can be. Joy, what do you think? I mean, if we're talking about which one's going to score the most, I think it's going to be Patriots-Chiefs. I think your line is definitely going to be higher for that game. Neither team can play that great on defense. We've seen it all year long. The Patriots somehow stopped Melvin Gordon, but the Chiefs are going to throw all over them, and the Patriots are going to throw all over the Chiefs. I think there's going to be offense in the NFC side, but at the same point, the Saints have been playing more defensive games recently. They haven't been putting up crazy points. They've been playing more of that defensive style. If they can stop Todd Gurley, if they can stop the Rams' run game in general, I think the Saints have a really good shot of coming out on top of this one by two or three scores. If they cannot stop the run game, this game gets a lot more competitive and it'll be a lot closer down the tight stretch. Gosh, I'd love seeing C.J. Anderson just bulldoze over people. It just reminds me of Jerome Bettis. The guy was like a little bowling ball, just running people over. Is that the same C.J. Anderson that was playing for Denver? Yep. Yep. He gained like 400 pounds. Like he <laughs> yeah. ate a he sumo. Won. I think he ate a sumo wrestler. I mean, he did retire, so. He retired sort of. and then came back. Wait, did he? I didn't know he retired. Did he retire or is he just out of the game? I don't know. He wasn't really active, so I'm not surprised that he uh, he put on a little bit. He ate like a sumo wrestler. Like ate, not didn't he eat like a sumo wrestler. He ate a sumo wrestler. The guy is ginormous now. All right. And speaking, I mean, we have four NFL teams left. And we have playing at at Kansas City and then at the Saints, I believe, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. Okay. Um, if you were an away team, would you rather play at Kansas City or the Saints? Arrowhead. Drew? Mm. I would probably rather play, as a, the away team, I'd probably rather play in New Orleans because you're at least less likely to you know freeze to death there. Uh, oh, Arrowhead, yeah, because they're going to get another storm late in the week. Right. And, you know, if you're Green Bay, maybe you prefer Arrowhead because that's more like playing at home. But if you're uh, if you're the Rams, you probably prefer New Orleans over uh, over Kansas City because you're out in L.A. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And, well, just the sound factor, too. Um, Brady is very good at home, and the reason why is because the crowd's silent. It becomes a whole other ball game when – now you can't really talk to your players like you're having a conversation um, at a, you know, what we're having right now and telling what your players would do compared to an away environment. And so this is where home field advantage comes into play in getting the number one seed instead of the number two seed, which the Patriots have had for some time now in getting that home field advantage. So this is, I think this is finally the time that we're actually going to see the true color of the Patriots because last time these two teams played, uh, I think it was week six, um, that was a blown open game. Uh, 43-40, the Patriots win. But now being playoffs, now that this is an arrowhead, that that's going to give the Patriots team hopefully a better game than what we've been seeing because it feels like the playoff games have just been blowouts. You agree or disagree? 
Uh, the the Eagles Saints game was good today, but otherwise, yeah. I mean, the Cowboys Seahawks was another hard fought one last week, but a lot of them haven't been great. You're right. I mean, I'm like watching college football bowl games. Hmm. It's bad. Um. But I mean, you you need two good teams, and the teams that have been playing have been average. Uh, yeah. With with their defense and showing up and showing up on offense, and it shows you that I think over time that things are developing with offense um, oriented, and so once you get a, a full head of steam and you're up by 10, 15 points, it's very difficult to come back from that. Can any of these teams be down and come back? What what if you had to pick a team who was down by two touchdowns? What team could definitely come back to to win or at least make it a game? I mean, from my side, I think any of these teams can. I mean, we're looking at the four best teams in the game, still in the game, uh, still in the playoffs. If you look at all of these teams, I think they all have potentials of coming back by two touchdowns. We've seen Belichick and Brady do it before. We've seen the Saints do it many times before. We've seen the Rams do it this season. And the Chiefs seem to be able to put up points no matter who they play against. I don't really think any of these teams are out at any point in this game unless we're coming into the fourth quarter down by like three touchdowns. Even then. Here, but here's the thing. When you have all these offensive-oriented teams, other than I think the best defense we can think of is the Rams, when you have a lot of offensive-oriented teams, blowouts do occur more often. And when I say by that, that teams just lose hope. All the, I mean, we saw it in a lot of the college football games. We saw it in it feels like your back is against the wall and you should just be taken out to the shed. And that's what a lot of teams do. They get taken out to the shed and then just you know say, all right, you're done. And it's the second quarter and the game's... Game should be over by halftime, but there's still another half to play. But it seems like the other team has given up um, when you have these offensive teams. So I think I think one of these two games is going to be a blowout. I don't know which one, but I think one of these teams is just going to lay over dead. Hmm. I feel like if you're going to get a blowout, it's Saints-Rams. I think, if anything, the Saints can pull an edge on the Rams if they can stop the run game. I, I'm not impressed by the Rams' passing game, especially with all the injuries they've had on that side of the ball. If yeah. the Saints can shut down that run game, I really don't think the Rams will be able to drag back as easily as we could see the Chiefs or Patriots in the other game do. Oh, Todd Gurley's so good. And now that you have literally a sumo wrestler at running back in C.J. Anderson, it it's going to be very difficult to shut down the run game. The Saints got some big boys on that line. Yeah, but, I mean, what... What the, what the Rams can do is that they, I think they do have a dynamic receiver core with Cooks and Woods, um, and you bring in the play action, I I see them equal to the Saints almost. And the only thing that's different is their defense. But the other factor is home field advantage. When you're playing at the Superdome, you can't hear anything. So they're going to have to learn a lot of, you know, no call or um, silent snap counts and figuring out how to deal with the noise because that is going to be a big factor in the Superdome. So, um, I know one of the other things is betting, uh, and this is once again a terrible transition, but I mean, <laughs> what do you guys, we haven't really talked about it and it's kind of been coming up in, in sports a little bit about betting. Do you like betting? Do you hate betting? Are you, uh, are you gamblers, man? Um, I still don't know even know how it works with the point spread and stuff. Other than that, if you pick a team, you also have to make the points, which I'm still confused about because there's positive and negative points, and I don't know how that works. 
Um, do we have a, a gambling expert in our in any of our uh, hosts here? Uh, not, not in our me. host, not necessarily, but Drew and I have done some betting. Um, we also just posted an article a couple weeks ago on all the different types of betting um, that Joe Lang in the network did. He did a really good job of breaking all that down. Uh, for me, I say make it legal. I am so ready for it. I did daily fantasy this year, and I did pretty good with it overall. I think I'm going to have another positive year looking over my whole sports betting portfolio. Um, but when it comes to like the lines, that's the stuff I want, and that's the stuff you cannot get in many states yet. So Virginia and D.C. are voting on it soon, and I'm hoping we get positives from both of them because I would like to start betting online on apps as well. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I would love for that to happen too. Does FanDuel already have an app? FanDuel and DraftKings both do. So that's where I do my daily fantasy is on DraftKings, but they have a sportsbook app as well, but it's only available in, I think, New Jersey at the moment, at least for DraftKings. Yeah, Vegas has one also. Shocker, I know. Wow. Or the state of Nevada, rather. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I would have won Y'all... a few hundred dollars a couple weeks ago on a bet, but I wasn't able to make it because I'm in Virginia. Rip. And I'm not about to drive out of my way to a casino to try to make a bet. That's just not happening. Could have went to Maryland. Yeah, but not see, that like, far out of your way to circle around the beltway. I am oh, not that willing to go out of convenience to make a bet. Like, if there I can do go. it from my phone, it's one thing. If I have to go into a casino, I just don't see it as worth it. Unless it's like something bucks? crazy. Okay, but what if they would have lost? Then I would have felt like an idiot going all the way there and spending all my time doing that. Like, but they didn't. Okay, in that particular game, they did not. <laughs> okay, Joe. Okay, Joe. You know you're gonna win three hundred bucks. You're not gonna drive to Maryland to make that bet. If I know I am, but I did. I'm, it's not like insider trading going on here. I just felt <laughs> confident. <laughs> I don't you know if my, if my confidence player. is going to go all the way to Maryland to make a bet. Like if it's on my phone, I'll sure I'll throw ten, fifteen dollars, twenty bucks toward it or whatever. But if I have to go out of my way, am I really willing to risk twenty to fifty bucks on a bet that might go the wrong way? I that's just, gonna, I, I that's gonna make you okay. You put the bet twenty bucks, and you, you in order to get it, you'll get a thousand dollars. Okay, you have a pretty good chance that you're gonna get a thousand dollars, and all you have to do is cross the border into Maryland. Okay, this was not a thousand dollar win. <laughs> it was like turning ten dollars into like one hundred and fifty dollars. So let's right, just put a little right, more. Would you do it for two hundred? Would you do it for two hundred? I I mean I consider it. It's just like, am I really? Three hundred. I don't would really do want to. <laughs> deal or no deal um <laughs> I, I don't know i just i don't really want to go to a casino if i'm going to make bets if i'm going to make bets i want to do it from either the comfort of my computer desk or i want to do it on my phone i if i'm at a casino i'm sure i'd love to make a few bets for that night if i know the games are going to be on but if i'm i'm not really just going to go out of my way to pay for parking and then go into a casino all for the fact that i could end up losing more money in the long run identity theft <laughs> identity no, I- theft you, you're at, if you're at your home, you could you know get spied on or malware or whatever. Click on the wrong button, and there goes all your money. Um, all right, Joey. So <laughs> you're telling me if you wage ten bucks, and I said you had to wage that ten bucks in Maryland, and there was a thousand dollar prize on the line, whatever it was, and you're pretty confident that was gonna win, you wouldn't go. Okay, if I'm betting ten bucks for a good chance at a thousand dollars, I go all the way to Maine. I'm perfectly fine with that. All right, what about, okay. But oh, if I'm betting ten bucks to win like a hundred dollars, a hundred and fifty dollars, and I'm only semi confident with it, I just I don't know. That's just crazy to me. All right, what about yeah, but- What about what about five hundred? I see five hundred. I would consider, but again, like I don't know the result. Like this is just mm-hmm. me guessing. 
and feeling right, confident so enough to do it. Give me, all right, give me an example of one of your bets. So, you know, you, you tell me you do this betting draft fantasies nonsense that I'm, I'm not aware of because I don't have a smartphone. Um, shocker to those uh, listeners who don't know that. Um, but what what type of things can you bet on these DraftKings fan duels now that we're having a promotion for them or anything? <laughs> Sponsored by. <laughs> so there's different things. So there's like a traditional sports betting, which you can bet on lines. You can bet on um, one second. Let me pull up this thing so I can get all the different types. Um, OTN. All right. While well, he's pulling that up. is where I'm going to. While, while he's pulling that up, um, Drew, if I, if I said you had to lose your, you could not use your smartphone for a year and you get a hundred thousand dollars, would you do it? Probably. Because Vitamin Water just came out with this challenge. If you do not use your smartphone for a year, you have the chance to win $100,000. Yeah, I saw that, but I use it for work, and I think that's where I would uh, I would start to have issues. 100000 bucks. I know. I could do it. It would be really hard. It'd make some effort, but I could do it. Joy, would you do it? Hell no. What? All right, two hundred thousand. Language. Two hundred thousand. Baby listening. Two hundred thousand. <laughs> two hundred thousand. I mean, I consider it just. I feel like I have run so many different network connections that are worth more than that money through my emails that I do on a daily basis. Like, I, I feel like I'm better investing in both friendships, both relationships, both networking connections, keeping that email channel open. And I mean, yeah, I guess I'm at a computer a decent amount of time, so I could do it that way. Um, two hundred thousand. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you still have access to a computer, I think I could do it. No, yeah, you do. As long as you can't use your smartphone, that's it. It just said, all it said was your smartphone. You can still, like, access email stuff on your computer, um, but you cannot use it for, like, Instagram. Mostly just social media, Twitter, Instagram, Pictionary, whatever it is, whatever game you play. Pictionary. <laughs> I, I forget what else it's called. Um, but so you do it for 100, you do it, you do it for 200,000. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd probably do it for 100000 if I could still use a computer. If it's giving up the internet, I don't know if I could do that. That sounded like one of my baby's farts. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was Drew's cat and then me. But uh, I thank you. <laughs> it's, it sounded like it came from... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just sounded weird. Um, all right, so I would definitely do it for $100,000. Yeah, I mean, I think that's reasonable. And then you can take some of that and donate it to OTN and Youth Fossils, right? Yeah, that's no brand. I would, I would donate at least 75% to OTN. I'd give a share in your company. I would buy your company from you. <laughs> I would buy you your probably company. don't need 100000 for that then at the moment. <laughs> I'd buy it and then just tank it. Say <laughs> so we're going down. Anyway, let's talk betting. So I kind of pulled this up and I linked the article to you guys as well, and we can put it in the show notes too. But there's all different types of betting. So when you look at DraftKings, you look at FanDuel, you look at in-casino betting, a lot of it is these different style of bettings on the lines. So like you have the over-under, you have the spread, betting on how many points a team can score or how how many points both teams can score overall. So there's that type of betting. There's parlays. There's quite a few different types out there. And there's also craziness, like how many flags will be thrown in a game and different things like that. Those obviously are harder to track, and only certain places will do those kind of betting. With that being said, most of my year has been spent on pick'em pools, which I do a pool at the beginning of the year. We put money down, and then everyone picks every single matchup through the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. 
Obviously, we can't pick the playoff matchups because we don't know who they are, but we do go ahead and pick the Super Bowl champions at that point. Um, that's where I got the Saints and the Kansas City Chiefs in for this year's picks. Um, but then there's also Daily Fantasy, which is much harder in my opinion. You can go ahead and do all different types of betting as far as how the prize pool will get paid out, but overall you're picking either players from one matchup, like the Rams against the Saints, or you're picking players from that whole day that are playing or players that are playing between the times of 4 and 10 p.m. or something like that. Um, so there's all different ways to do it. Daily fantasy is tough, in my opinion. I've won a decent amount of money doing it, but I've also lost a pretty decent amount of money doing it. Um, when you're playing it, it's just so hard to guess who's going to go off. If you get that one third-string wide receiver who goes off like crazy, it throws off the whole day for your potential bidding. So depending on those little things, it can change so much. And I feel like your over-under bets are a little easier to hit in that sense because you can kind of predict based on the whole team as opposed to one player going off or one player going completely cold. So you bet you do, do you do this in your phone already? What needs to be legalized if you're doing it already? So you can do daily fantasy sports on your phone, but they have not legalized like full sports betting on lines, like over-unders, parlays, different things like that yet, at least right, for our can't. area. He can't bet on the Rams to beat the the Saints, but he can draft a fantasy lineup of Rams players that will beat everybody else's lineup. Correct. Just like any other fantasy game. Okay. The problem yes. is, yeah. if the, so I can bet on, let's say I'm going to bet on the Saints beating the Rams, then I can do that as an over-under bet. I can bet on how many points will be scored, that kind of thing, in the other one, but it's currently not legal. With Drew saying that, I can go into the fantasy side and just, if I think the Saints are going to win handily through the air, then I can pick up a bunch of Saints wide receivers in the quarterback. At the same point, if Drew Brees ends up throwing to the fourth string guy and he scores two touchdowns, my whole lineup is tanked because I have all these other wide receivers that are posting lowing numbers, if that makes sense. Speaking of uh, the Brady Bunch, which, <laughs> which quarterback's the best? What, what quarterback are you expecting to do the best uh, in this in these playoffs right now with four left. I think, I mean, give me an order from best to worst. Oh, jeez. All right, you got, I'll give you my order since, while you're thinking about it. Uh, best right now is Breeze, Mahomes, Goff, Brady. If we're going how they're going to perform in these next games, I'm going to go Mahomes, Brady, Breeze, Goff. Oh, Brady's... I don't know if you watched. Did, any, did you guys watch the Nor, um, Chargers? Uh, Chargers. I saw parts of it. Yeah. Yes. What Philip Rivers had to deal with. That's what Brady's going to do. That's what Brady's going to end up. What Rivers was today. Rivers had a great game over. I mean, overall his stats are not bad. Yeah, but he's going to end up hurried, sacked, hit. You name it, he's going to have a great, he may, he may have a good numbers game, but you look at the scoreboard and you go, oh, wow, game was over at halftime. So wait, what, what are we picking? I thought we were just picking on indiv like performances. Well, yes, individual performance, but I mean, at the end of the day, you want a W. And so... Well, if I'm picking Ws, I'm going Saints and Chiefs. Well, yeah, no kidding. But I'm talking about, all right, pick up team. You got to pick your own team. You have Mahomes, Breeze, Brady, Goff. Who are you picking on your team? Mahomes, he's ridiculous. He's a cartoon character. He can throw. He can run. He's got the. He can throw at the entire length of the field. So if I'm playing a pickup game and you manage to get you know the fastest guy to be a receiver, every time you just have him run down the field and you have Mahomes throw it to the other end of the field. All right. Who do you think is the worst? 
Goff. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm. Too I might have to put. Mm. Goff is mobile. Goff can do things that Brady cannot. Yes, Brady can read yeah. schemes. Brady, but Brady is an old, wretched man who can't move more than three <laughs> steps. And, wretched is a great word. Yeah, if, that's a unique if, one. If he if he can't find his first two receivers, and he has pressure on him, which he will with Kansas City's defense, which is going to pressure the crap out of him. They're they're gonna Brady's gonna end up on his butt the entire game. He's gonna end up in the snowy white nonsense of Kansas City of Missouri. I don't know, man. I I think Mahomes puts up the most, and then Brady puts up the second most in this one. I just think the other matchup's gonna be so much more defensive. I don't think either one of these like Breeze is great. I think Breeze is probably one of the best, if not the best, quarterback of all four of them. But when you look at the numbers and the defensive side, I think the Chiefs and the Patriots are just gonna put up crazy points from the quarterback position. I just I don't see either one of them being passed by the other two just because of the defensive difference. Brady's too old. Brady's washed up. He's done so. <laughs> He's a wretched old man. But we're looking at one game. I mean, if we're looking at drafting someone, you have to go Mahomes or Goff here just because they're so much younger. But if you're looking at this particular game, this particular I'm looking matchup, at right now. Weekend, looking at this particular matchup, I'm looking at the four quarterbacks. I just I, I don't know. I think he's going to put up points, Ty. I, I mean, I, he could be knocked down just like Breeze was, but Breeze still put up master fantasy points. We'll see. We'll find out next week. We'll see. And for the that. record, the Chargers' pass defense, I believe, is better than the Kansas City Chiefs' passing defense on Not ranking Not today wise. they weren't. Not today. <laughs> they were awful. Any given Sunday, my friend. Yeah. Any given Sunday, play anywhere else but New England. I mean, it was a good streak for Can for uh, for uh, Los Angeles. I mean, going nine and zero away, winning nine straight away games, and then uh, I think the record still held at Kansas at uh, New England, winning like fifteen in a row or something at their home place. So someone's gonna beat them at home eventually. Okay, so as we wrap this up, recap here: Saints, Rams, Tyler. Who are you taking? Uh, in the beginning, if if we were talking last week, I wanted both. LA teams. Clearly, that's not happening now. Um, hmm. I'm gonna. I. It's gonna end up. I have two picks here. I have what my what my brain is telling me, which is gonna be the Saints and Patriots. You can only choose one. I know. And then my heart. I would love to see the Rams and Kansas City. Um. So I'm gonna go with uh, the Saints and the. Oh gosh. I. I get a little sick to my stomach when I have to say the Patriots. I think I threw up my mouth a little bit there. Saints and Patriots from Fabian. Drew. That's oh, Chiefs and Saints. Okay, I'm so. going with Drew here. I'm sticking with my preseason prediction, Saints so. and Chiefs. I think it's going to be a tough one, especially for the Chiefs, but I think there yeah. is an opportunity for them both to make it to the Super Bowl. I want to see a Saints-Chiefs Super Bowl with Drew Brees ending up on top and then retiring. That's what I'm hoping, but we'll have to see what happens. Gosh, I hope so. Let's. Hey, how about we just have good games? Hey, yeah. that would be great, wouldn't it? Two. Let's let's talk about two games, then we can talk about maybe basketball and how bad uh, Lakers are doing. How the Very Blazers true. Are doing. Okay, guys, that will bring us to an end of this episode of Come At Me, Bro. You can find us on Twitter at CAMB Podcast. You can also email the show at CAMB Podcast at otnmedia.org. Last but not least, if you like what we do here, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash OTN. 
Thanks again for listening, guys, and we will catch you next week. Also, hit us up on Twitter with those predictions of yours as well. This podcast is part of the Overtime Network. Get more at OvertimeNetwork.com.